everybody get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but Foodie married Beast anyway, and together we've got the Food and Wine Variety Show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis on this pre-snow Sunday. I don't think it's going to snow. I think it's BS, but that's just it's me. It's supposed to start right... Well, it was supposed to start an hour ago. So, a couple of things. I want to... Okay, first you of just all, ignored what I said completely. I, I'm, I'm, I'm past you already, okay. man. I'm, you know, right, I'm that fast. On. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we had a great meal at um, uh, Ashok Bajaj's Olivia last night. And we I did. have to say, it must be good because two other famous chefs locally were there, Fabio Trabocchi and Jeff Tunks. So if they're eating the food there, it's got to be good, right? Am I, I lying? mean, that's not how I would word anything Where, that you just said, did you but see them that's ha- okay. Have you seen them at Wawa? No, you haven't <laughs> seen them at Wawa. Uh, two other things. We're going to be on Facebook Live in about three minutes. No, we're on Facebook Live oh, now. Oh, I thought we didn't go Facebook no. Live till Mitch. No. All right. Go to Facebook so far, Live. So good. We're batting for... a thousand this morning. Oh, <laughs> divorce court. Um, uh, Facebook Live under Nikki Nellis, NYCCI. Mm-hmm. And if you go there, you can see Heather Shaw Minas's shoes. Because <laughs> they're really Because she's got cool. some awesome shoes on. <laughs> there you go. She also has huge feet, but that's okay. <laughs> Not to worry. All right. So we got a great show today. We really do. Uh, Fairfax Restaurant Week starts tomorrow. Uh, and you're going to get great eats and great libations at fixed prices and and low fixed prices, too. So uh, Jensen Chan, who's the founder and owner of Highside, a great restaurant out there. Nikki ate there and loved it. I did. And Chris Bruno, who graciously came back from New York to his home base at Fairfax, is economic development director for the city of Fairfax, and they're going to tell us all about it. Um, we also have with us, and he hates this, but the original – Man of La Mancha is here. Uh, Manuel Manzanique. Did I do it right? Bueno. He's All like, right. Yeah, you did it. Okay. I did it okay. Uh, he's a wine grower from La Mancha. He's in with taste and talk of his incredible wines of Spain. And they so brought in a whole bunch. I'm really looking forward right. to That's right. My wife, them. the wino, was looking forward to it. Okay. Uh, so, I just want to remark that all the food is in front of you. So yeah, because I'm a glutton. I would glutton. rather be a I'm wino. not a wino. I'm a glutton. Right. Okay. So, um, the Smoked and Stacked location on 9th Street has morphed into something better and more versatile. Uh, Tin Shop is a creative bar and restaurant development group that Jeff Dawson and Peter Bain founded. Uh, I think we know these guys. Look at them. We've seen them many times. <laughs> uh, but on March 7th, they're opening Tall Boy. It's going to be uh, day into late night treats with killer grilled cheese sandwiches. I read the menu. I'm ready. I'm ready. And Did um, you know what a Tall Boy was? I know what a Tall Boy is. It's a big beer. Okay. Well, I didn't know if you knew. I am a tall boy, <laughs> yeah. just like to say. But they're going to talk about that. And all the way from Dublin, Ireland, by way of Philadelphia, Serena Huggard is here. <laughs> She's the brand. She even sounds Irish, which is great. <laughs> I'm going to try my Irish accent no, out God, on you later. God, I told you. Please, yeah. no. You wouldn't be from Ireland, would God, you, lass? stop. Anyway, Serena Huggard's brand ambassador with Tullamore D.E.W. Do, and we'll explain do. Uh, Irish triple blend whiskey. I can't even say it. God. I haven't drunk it. Triple blend. <laughs> Uh, and um, we're going to be trying her whiskeys throughout the show and then find out more about her. And she's lovely. Yeah. She's a lot nicer to me than you are. But first, let's talk to Mitch. Well, that's because she's not married to him. <laughs> she only wishes. Let's talk to Mitch uh, Berliner. He's hey, Mitch. Of, are you there? I am indeed. He is. And Wake let up. Let me tell you something, folks. What? 
I am going to come down there Ooh, and, and spank separate us. you two if this doesn't stop. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, Man, she's, she's mean to me. I am. Well, I'm really I, mean. You are. She's tough. <laughs> uh, so tell us well, what's going on. you know, you got into this. What can I tell you? So let me I know. Tell you about I the said I do. Stuff we have. I should have said, do I? I? Right. You know. Listen, all right. We're all, we're Talk all about your markets because you're eating up your time. Exactly. Right. Well, you're talking about it. So anyway, <laughs> um, Rob Young, I want to talk a little about him. He's our salad specialist. Okay. And there's no way to compare what he has versus in any other markets, natural food stores, etc. Every week, practically year-round, he comes in with the most fantastic uh, different kinds of arugula. He, today he has three different kinds of arugula. He's got a salad mixed with 15 different things in it. He's got baby spinach. He's got all different kinds. Where is he getting the lettuces from? Is he growing the lettuces? Of course he is. He's okay, grow everything. He it's grows everything magic. himself I mean, I, in. I didn't know. Right. It's in hoops. Mm-hmm. In hoops. He he's is a great backstory. He, his wife was uh, like a school part-time school teacher, and um, this was his dream. And they, we invited him into the market uh, 10 years ago, and he's grown it. Now he started a family, um, and it's, it's, it's a great, great success story. And he's got a line today, 20 deep, with four people behind. And it's his lettuces. I think you've had it maybe... Uh, we have had it. The no, market. the lettuces there's, are fabulous, no, yeah. and their mixes are really, really cool. So right. there's nothing like it. So I got, I had to give the guy a shout out. No, that's a good so one. His, his stuff is over the top, and of course we also have heirloom tomatoes now through the entire season from Toygo. Uh, so that's exciting. And Boy, Toygo gets a lot of strokes out of you guys. They get a lot of well, publicity. Mark Toygo is a big got, deal. I know Mark Toygo is a big deal. <laughs> Yeah, well, he, they've spent, they've really put their money where their mouth is and built an enormous, unbelievable greenhouse. And so we're, we're talking mid-February through the end of December, the most amazing tomatoes. You can't get them hey, Last time we so were at the Bethesda Market, we had his tomatoes. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. They so t- tell everybody, because it's the dead of winter here, which markets are open today? Okay, so today we have the Bethesda Central Farm Market. Um, that is open. That's our feature market mm-hmm. on the uh, on the school grounds of Bethesda Elementary School. We're open year round. Go to centralfarmmarkets.com and visit us. Excellent. Okay. All right, Mitch. Thank you. All right. I'd like to see thank you in you person kids. again and sometime again, soon. I'm coming down to separate you. I don't want to hear this anymore. <laughs> all right. See ya. Take care. <laughs> She's just mean. That's all. All right. Let's talk to Serena Hugger. Come on, Serena. Hi, Serena. Hi. So, How are you? So for yes. First, a little bit about you. How did you get from Ireland to here and into whiskey? Um, yeah, so it's actually quite a long story. So well, I we don't have work... that much time. Yeah. So, let's, <laughs> so let's we don't need to get story. into I that. I was born in a log cabin. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm from Dublin in Ireland. Um, I used to work for a radio back home in Dublin, um, and I really wanted to kind of broaden my horizons, move to America and work in the lick industry. And then I was lucky enough to get a job with Tullamore Dew in Philadelphia. Yeah, radio's a dead-end job, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so Let's hear, what is Tullamore Dew? Yeah, so um, if you guys haven't seen it at home, it's 
a beautiful bottle. So it's basically green and gold. So the green label that's on our Tullamore Dew kind of is the heart of Ireland. So our country is very green. Mm -hmm. The gold is our beautiful liquid. So if you think of a whiskey, you think of these beautiful golden colours. Mm -hmm. um, and do you guys know anything about Tullamore? Do you know what Tullamore is? No, we want the whole story. Perfect. That's why we have you here. Yeah, pop quiz for you guys. So okay. Tullamore is a tiny town in Ireland. So it's based in County Offaly. Um, so it's an hour outside of Dublin. So if anyone is thinking of traveling to Ireland, to Dublin, it only takes an hour to drive there. You can it's get a bus. awfully close to Dublin. I love it. I, I love a good pun. Um, so yeah, Offaly is tiny. The town of Tullamore is really small. So you actually, if you're driving through it and you sneeze, you're basically through it already. Um, mm -hmm. There's not much to the town. We have a beautiful visitor center that you can go there. You can learn all about how a beautiful whiskey is made. And then we have a brand new distillery that's just on the outskirts how of Tullamore. How long have they been making whiskey there? Since 1829. So it's so they, been for quite a while. By now they've got it figured out. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I hope so. So and I'm excited is, for you guys so to try So can it. we get a little bit about how they go about making their whiskey? Yeah, of course. Um, so our whiskey, what kind of sets us aside? Because I'm sure you guys have heard that there's plenty of Irish whiskeys in the world at the right. moment. So what sets Tullamore Dew aside from every other Irish whiskey is our power of three. Um, I got a lot of stick here for saying that certain number. Three, 33 and a third um, people like, if I can say it the whole time. So Daniel Edmund Williams, which is the do on Tullamore Dew, he came up with this power of three. So we triple distill our whiskey, we triple blend it with three different types of whiskey, and then we triple cask mature it. So the triple cask maturation is just original oak, ex-sherry, and then ex-bourbon. And then the three whiskies that we use is pot still, grain, and malt. So no other Irish whiskey blends all of these three whiskies together. And that's what gives Tullamore that deep character. Tastes are sweet, citrus, and spicy. You just earned your ambassadorial salary. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. I hope my Absolutely. bosses are listening. I need are you listening, boys? <laughs> um, what are we tasting first? So I will hand out the shot glasses here. So we're going to actually just take it back really simple. I want you guys to try the Tullamore Dew just you, by itself. You and should introduce your helpmate, too. Exactly, yeah. So this is Mulcair. He's um, my help you. today. He's um, your muscle. He's carrying So before you guys try it, I'd like to try something with you guys, which okay. kind of just explains that how important it is to nose awesome. your whiskey or your food. So I'm handing out some jellies right now. I got Sarah Patch Kids because they're one of my favorites, and okay. they're quite distinct in the taste. Mm -hmm. So before you try this, I want you to hold your nose. Put this, put this sour patch on your in your mouth mm -hmm. and open your nose while you're chewing. And when you have your nose closed, you don't get any of the flavor profiles. And when you open your nose, all these flavors come rushing in. So that's why it's, you're all listening to her yeah, and doing this. They're just so enjoying ahead. the jellies. <laughs> so that's why it's so important to nose your whiskey beforehand. Because if you don't nose your whiskey before, you're not going to get all these beautiful aromas that Tullamore Dew has. So you might get a lot of oak, green apple, vanilla. So. Definitely, if you guys are at home. Very and smooth. Okay, very we smooth. will continue talking about it when yeah. we come back to you. We'll come yeah, back to you. No problem. Okay. I, I'll bet you you can find some of this at uh, Restaurant Week in Fairfax oh, City. Yeah, yeah, baby. All right. <laughs> so, Chris Bruno, what is the deal with Restaurant Week in Fairfax okay, City? Okay, you did not set that up well. <laughs> yes, I did. At all. No, we're going to start back. So, I had the pleasure of going out to Fairfax City so earlier this week, um, and I really did not know what was going on out there. I mean, I knew this restaurant week was coming. I knew that you guys did it for the first time last year. But I, you know, unless you live in Virginia or you live in the area, I was not aware of sort of the massive growth of really interesting, independently owned, chef-driven restaurants that are in the Fairfax City area. So, I admit you did it better. Yes, I did. Okay. Um, so, can, Chris, let's start with that. Like, what has been this sort of... What's the reason behind the growth sure. of the restaurants 
in the area. So last year we were thinking about what's the best way to, to really celebrate the uniqueness of the restaurant and the culinary scene in Fairfax City. And we thought to ourselves, why don't we have a restaurant week? Um, and it, it turned out to be really successful. So we wanted to do it again. Mm-hmm. We've increased the number of restaurants from 17 last year to 23 this year. Uh, Highside is one of them, and it's one of the great restaurants in the city. Uh, but we really have a ton of really good, independent, chef-driven restaurants, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them are first- or second-generation American owners. Um, so it's it's really exciting. It's it's our way um, to show that there's destination within Fairfax. Excuse me, within Fairfax City um, and restaurants that are worth coming to that are uh, really in the center of the Northern Virginia region. Um, so let's talk about Highside VA, which uh, I had the luxury of going to the other day. Let's hear about your concept. Oh, so uh, I opened up Highside last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just celebrated our first year anniversary, um, February 9th. Um, three weeks ago. Happy anniversary. Happy Thank you. Anniversary. Had Thank you been you. in the restaurant business before? No, I was an electrical engineer for the last 16 years and worked for DOD contractor, design radar systems to detect suicide bomber, stuff like that. Did you say suicide bomber? Yeah, <coughs> I have a radar okay. system to detect that. Uh, that's really... a lot of fun once. Yeah. Right. But well, so what was it about Fairfax that you were like, yeah, I'm, not only am I going to get into the restaurant industry, but I'm going to do it here. Right, so I moved to uh, Fairfax City in 2009, and I fell in love with the city. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's something going on in the city, but it's not just quite there yet. So when I look around the location to uh, start my this high side concept, I look at the old town Fairfax City, and it's a beautiful town and a little charm location. And I decided that that would be the that's it. And best part of it is two miles away from my home. Right, so you walk to work. So my commute is easy. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about your concept, and then I want to sort of better lay out how Restaurant Week is going to be executed. And I I think we're going to open a restaurant in our garage. Okay. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We've got lots more. We'll be back in just a sec. We're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We're talking to Chris Bruno and Jensen Chang about Restaurant Week in Fairfax City. Uh, Jensen's Restaurant Highside, we're stuffing our faces on all his good food. Tell us a little bit about the menu there beyond what we're eating here. Well, and the fact that it's really, you started as a beer-driven concept, and then food was secondary, but now clearly food is very important as well. Oh, yeah. Um, So our concept is pretty straightforward. So we have very good craft beer selections, and then we want to pair with something that when you drink beer, you want to eat them too. Mm -hmm. So most of the bar, they have tacos, burger, pizza. I mean, not that they are not good. It's just they are everywhere. So we came up with a concept that we will bring up some Asian street food that where my wife from Taiwan, uh, we can go to anywhere and get easy, uh, delicious food. Mm-hmm. And they are extremely delicious and pair really well with all the craft beer. So we have a very small menu, about 24 items. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have mostly small, small plates where you can share it. And then a couple of big plates as well. So the best part of it is like you hang out with your friend, family, just get some beer and then eat some food. And Who's doing the cooking? Huh? Who's doing the cooking? Oh, so, well, we have, our chef actually is from uh, Taiwan and uh, he just retired. Good uh, move. From last year. And then he's coming up to help us up to set up the kitchen and everything. And Can you tell us quickly some of the food that you brought in today? Yeah, we, we brought in three different uh, dishes today. We have a, one of our bestseller, popcorn chicken. Mm-hmm. And it's like, basically, it's like a classic Taiwanese street food. And then the second one is a scan and pancake 
build a stir fry beef, which is really something. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, that is like something really everybody loved that. And then the third one is just like a simple dish. It's a pickled cucumber with like a little bit of mala, hot sauce mm-hmm. in it. So this is some homemade food that we can basically eat at home most of the time. Well, right. I think what's really interesting, Chris, is that you have these really interesting concepts in Fairfax City. I was really surprised by High Side's aesthetic. Like, it's a beautiful restaurant. It's small, Thank you. but really clean lines, very modern. Um, I just don't think people are necessarily expecting that when they go to what, in essence, is like the suburbs. Right. So nobody knows what's in Fairfax City, which is really one of the reasons that we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, Jensen's Restaurant, High Side, it is the exact type of restaurant that I'm really looking to support in the city. It's it's cool. It's forward thinking. It's a good experience. You get to you go in there and you ask Jensen what type of beer that you should get. Um, and he knows. I mean, he, he I go in there a couple of times and like he knows Sounds exactly like you drink too much beer, man. <laughs> well, yeah, whatever. Yeah. He, he knows exactly what I want. So I yeah. walk in and he goes, hey, you want a sour today? And I'm like, yeah, of course. So mm-hmm. so this whole platform, Restaurant Week, uh, is really a platform for us to highlight the the business owners like Jensen. Well, talk mm-hmm. some of the nitty-gritty. How many restaurants are participating, and what's the price, the fixed price for the meals? So we have 23 restaurants this year. You can check them all out at FairfaxCityRestaurantWeek.com. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's hashtag FairfaxCityEats. Uh, there is also an app that you can download on the App Store. It's, I think, just search for Fairfax City. Um, it's, it's three-course meals, so it's 20 for lunch. Uh, and 35 for dinner, uh, and it's it's just a really good way to to meet new businesses and and try things in Fairfax. That's a great way of just you know without making a huge financial commitment, yeah. you're tasting and doing all that. That's yeah. great. Excellent. Good food. I'm all right. Terrific. So well, let's tell everybody where you can find Highside. Uh, yep. Do you want to tell them online? Uh, yeah, uh, you can find us on uh, HighsideVA.com. Also, look us at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at. Highside VA, mm-hmm. and uh, we are at the 4009 Chambridge Road, Fairfax, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And um, just stop by and visit us, and uh, have a couple of be- good beer and try some of Asian street food. Excellent. Thank you. And one more last time, where people can find all the information for Restaurant Week this week. FairfaxCityRestaurantWeek.com. Excellent. Thank you. He guys. knew. Thank That's you good. So much. Excellent. <laughs> all right, Serena. Serena, come back up to the mic. So St. Patrick's Day is coming. Yes. And we all know excited? about the snakes and all that stuff. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's such a huge thing. I mean, in, in, in Ireland, I assume, here it's the excuse for everybody, Irish or not, to wear green and get schlunkered. Yeah. So a lot of people call in sick that day and the day after. Yeah, so this year it falls on a Sunday, so we'll have to see so you how busy. you take the day off. Exactly. I think mm-hmm. I owe it to myself now after Paddy's Day that I get a day off, but I'm really excited for it, especially celebrating it over here in America because there's so much Irish heritage over here. Mm-hmm. So when I moved over here first, just being Irish, people have such beautiful stories of their heritage back in Ireland. So I think it's exciting being an Irish person, being in a bar and being able to kind of chat about Ireland, about their heritage and then having a Tullamore do with them as well. Um, So the second cocktail that um, we're going to give out is an Irish mule. So if there's anyone at home that is having a St. Patrick's Day party, Mm -hmm. this is very easy to make. So it's the Tullamore do that I explained at the start that you guys tried. You literally put ginger beer with it, fresh lime juice and then a lime to garnish. So again, super easy, really simple. This is a really refreshing drink. So even when it comes into summer, this is perfect if you're having a summer party. But as well, on Patrick's Day, hopefully the weather will be nice that you guys will be able to kind of like refresh yourself with an Irish mule. Excellent. All right, great. Well, while you're putting that cocktail conscious, together, right. we're uh, going to now talk about wine. Well, so... Because <laughs> so we haven't had enough this morning. Our, our next guest told me he's sick of being referred to as the man of La Mancha, but... Um, but you can't help yourself. But I can't help myself. 
So Manuel Manzanique is a wine grower and winemaker from La Mancha. Do you say La Manca or La Mancha? La Mancha, La Mancha. Okay, I did, okay. <laughs> I'm close. Um, and, I mean, let's start with you and, and how you got it. Is this a family business or you just woke up, you were an electrical engineer and you decided to become a winemaker? <laughs> like somebody else in here. No? It's a family, family winery. And for how long? How many generations? Uh, I, well, I have studied enology and viticulture in Montpellier. Mm-hmm. And after I have worked in a, in a family winery mm-hmm. uh, in La Mancha with a Appellation Dio Monopol. And after his, in, his family winery, not okay. a family winery. Yes, his, his family winery. Yes. yes. Okay. Just I happens have, to be my family. Winery. <laughs> <laughs> I have worked in in the family winery ten years, and in 2011 I make our project with my wife, mm-hmm. and we look uh, the special terroir in La Mancha. We look all vines. The old vines have always been my obsession because mm-hmm. the years are limited, but you have more fruity wine, more structured wine. Uh, today it's possible to make a good wines in all world, but the people look the wines with a soul, with identity. And you can only make a wine with identity with a good terroir. And for this thing, we look all vines. We work in organic viticulture with autochthonous grapes. Now in- these were, were these the wine or the vines? Family, are they heritage vines, or are you, are you brought in new vines? Uh, all, all vines, all vines. We, we look in, the, in La Mancha, we look the, the best vines in La Mancha, the older vines. The people don't want uh, before because have a very little yields, but you have a quality wonderful in the old vines. Little, little yields, little, little production, but it is possible to make uh, different wines. So what kind of grapes are we talking uh, about? This Cencibel. Cencibel is autochthonous kind of Tempranillo y La Mancha. Mm-hmm. It's a, a grape very adapted of our terroir, uh, very resistant to our dry climate, very resistant to the diseases, um, very, <laughs> very, very special and very elegant in the wines. Okay. So when you went out to make your own wines, what were you looking to do different from your family wines? Uh, our wines, uh, we look um, wines with the identity of the terroir. You okay. know, in France, the people say that the terroir is the, the soil, the climate, mm-hmm. the vines, and the work. The work mm-hmm. to, to I make in the vines. For me, it's more important the viticulture to the winery. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the nature makes the wines. We are only for, for now what the, the nature say us. Mm-hmm. And for look uh, at wines, you need to make a very good good job in the in the vines. Well, the we process. hear that from a lot of winemakers that that their whole approach is to not get in the way of of nature's process and to be as you know to have as little impact essentially as possible. So what about what I mean? I know the wine. I know grappa and all that. What happens to the skins in Spain? Do you have a version of of grappa in Spain? In in Spain, um, no. usually it's being uh, composted and used as fertilizer back into vineyards. Okay, that's most typical. Why don't we talk about and, what we're drinking? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. Instead yeah. of asking no, a question okay. that has absolutely no because, because, because I think big. The wine's, okay. called, the wine's from a winery called Manuel Manzaneque Suarez after Manuel, uh-huh. and the wine's called Ea, which Ea. locally in the dialect of Castilian Spanish is like heck yeah. So okay. It's like, <laughs> you want to go get a drink? Ea. Okay. Or, uh, so tell us a little bit about the wine. So this is from, oh, go ahead. Uh, 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 well, we make uh, different wines. We make uh, before uh, Fatum wines. It's uh, a wine is a little bit easy to drink, fresh, elegant, and now we drink Ea. Mm-hmm. Ea, is, uh, uh, well, Ea is a typical expression from La Mancha. 
we look at uh, names with identity with, uh, of, of uh, we are. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is Zenzibel. Zenzibel, only we work with only old vines to 40 to 70 years, years okay. old in a different plot, in a different mm-hmm. terroir with lime and clay soil. And Zenzibel is autochthonous kind of Tempranillo La Mancha. And it's a very good vine for make uh, elegant wines. Mm-hmm. Um, in the winery, we work with a simpler way, the respect to the raw material and autochthonous yeast. And the wine half uh, six months in, in French oak barrel. Okay. It's a delicious wine. Oh, thank you very much. Of dark thank fruit. You. It's concentrated, but mm-hmm. it's not very tannic. Like, it's got a very smooth finish. No, a so really it's smooth finish. Right. And it's, uh, you know, because it's made from old vines, that's where most of the concentration of flavor is coming from. It came from 10 different plots on a range of soils, as he has. And then we're going to follow up that with something that's completely different. This is called Miel Sepas. Okay. It's we're going to need a... You know, I got a spit bucket right here. There you go. vineyard <laughs> of a thousand vines. Okay. And the total production range is between 1,200 bottles, 1,500 bottles, and a generous vintage. So it's a tiny, Very tiny production. production. The main thing to talk about that's the big difference versus Manuel's other wines is typically mm. within a winery, as you sort of go up in quality tiers, typically you're talking about more concentration, more power. And certainly this wine's also still powerful, but because it's grown on sandy soil, it's more about finesse. It's the okay. idea of burgundy in some way. Well, you know what I'd like to do? I think what we should do is let's take a commercial break now, and then when we come back, we can talk about the wines, the tastes and uh, the other wines that you brought in today. Um, this is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. So, Manuel, we've got several bottoms. Uh, bottoms. <laughs> Have too much drink, wine David. already. Hubba, hubba. Um, uh, several bottles of wine in front of us. Fatum is, uh, well, actually, let's talk about Milsepas. So that's from a special vineyard with only 1,000 vines, correct? Yes, Milcepas means 1,000 vines. It's a single plot, mm-hmm. single vineyard. It's the same philosophy to Grand Cru in Burgundy, mm-hmm. same philosophy to Romani Conti, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, we make only this wine with this plot that is different to other plots in the world. Okay. It's a sandy soil. It's more to organic viticulture. In five mm-hmm. years, we don't make nothing Tredmon. It's very healthy. It's very pure. And with this plot, uh, we can make a little, little production, very mm-hmm. exclusive in the world, maybe 2,000 2, bottles for year, only 300 bottles for all United States. Wow. Where, very, where very is, it, is it Galicia? No, no, this is in La Mancha, Mancha. uh, in in El Provencio, close to the river Zancara, Mm -hmm. and it's a very fresh terroir. Okay, so now the bottles you brought in today, are all of them available here in the the D.C. area or in the States? Yes, except the Milsepas Bobal, which is the first shipping Okay, and we didn't introduce you. My apologies. Why don't you introduce yourself? My name is Andrew Hollett. I'm the national sales manager for Grapes of Spain. And Andrew's the the only guy that ever wears a tie to this show. He is a stud. (laughs) (laughs) You're a dude, stud. Thank you. You're a stud dude. Uh, I'm the national sales manager for Grapes of Spain. We're the importer of uh, Manuel Montenegro's wines to the United States. The right. Importer. And you're the one who got us in touch with him today, yeah. which was really terrific. Um, so the Mio Sepas, there's actually two vineyard plots. The Sensibel, which we're tasting, he right. also makes now a Bobal, mm-hmm. which is a different grape variety. This is coming from the Valencia province. Brand new, so also is it, single But there's more site. of this one, the one that we're tasting. Yes. There's more of this one available than yes. the, the other one, which only has a real limited production. Yeah, both right? the Mio Sepas are... Limited to around a thousand vines or just right, over hence the name, in the, right. each of the two vineyards, and then mm-hmm. Ea is sort of the the main quality focus of the book for him of his winery. You right. know, the people who real you know wine lovers who travel like to uh, to visit 
the vineyards. I mean, there's a tasting room and all of that. Can you visit? No, not yet. No, it's possible. <laughs> you can come and visit, but there's no tasting room. There's a winery. Right. You can taste <laughs> you in can the tanks. It's a, a little rustic. Uh-huh. Maybe, no, but very authentic also. How did you find these guys? Talk to my boss. Who doesn't want to talk on there? Oh, it's okay. okay. The one no, who's filming I us mean, right now? This is the idea is uh, always to find honest producers. For us, it's uh, we want to have ripe, clean fruit flavors in wine, which isn't always something you find in Spanish wine and not too much wood. Mm-hmm. Also something you not always find in no, Spanish wine. So we really talk about balance and freshness clean. in the wines. And they have to I mean, be listen, there are obviously great wines from Spain. Oh, you course. have a whole company around them. Yeah. But it is interesting to see the the difference in sort of styles and structures of the wines that right. come out of that country. Yeah, this is, I mean, the thing that's most compelling about Manuel's wines is it's not, they are so uh, atypical of La Mancha. La Mancha is really known for these kind of powerful, rustic, alcoholic wines, mm-hmm. and or on the other end, extra cheap, really good value, but not so concentrated. So here we have wines that are in that sort of modern style. They're, they have great density of fruit. They're fresh. At mm-hmm. the same time, they make your mouth water because you want to have food. And, uh, it's what's good thing really we have compelling. food in the studio. Yeah, right? that's what's compelling you know, about his wines. Really good. I've, I've often been described as powerful, rustic, and alcoholic. Um, <laughs> and I want to thank you for bringing that I, up. I hope to age into that into that mode as well. There we go. You better hurry up. Um, so, where can people find these wines? And, and while the winemaker is in town, are you doing any events? Are there ways that people in the area can meet him? So we have a number of things going on. We've got uh, so in terms of where to place where, where to find it. Typically, our wines are found in independent retail. So in local areas, it would be like Arrow Wine in Arlington, Schneider's on Capitol Hill, mm-hmm. Bassins up in Northwest, for instance. And mm. uh, we have a there's a meet and greet at Guardados and Bethesda on Wednesday. Okay. Uh, there's a wine dinner at Botanero in Rockville on Thursday, which Wait, man will be there playing the wines. Wednesday. Oh. Oh, there we go. One day off. So the okay. the meet and greet with in Guardados and Bethesda is on Tuesday evening with Manuel, mm-hmm. and the wine dinner is in Bo- at Botanero in Rockville. You've got to stop night. drinking your own wines. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens, pal. Yeah. Excellent. And, and well, okay, go we ahead. should find out where do we find you online, and can the wines be ordered from? The vineyard? Or just... Welcome to the American three-tier system. I can't ship wine to any of you who are listening. No. Uh, you have to talk to your local shop, unfortunately. In order right. to get yeah. it. Okay, so, great. But um, all of these wines are available. The ones that you brought in today, all of them are available? All of them are available. Do we go to winesofspain.com? Grapesofspain.com. Sorry, grapesofspain.com. Yeah, that's our website. You can find information there. If you can't find it locally, there's a way to get in contact with us through the web. And then, of course, Manuel's uh, social media presence, Aya Vinos, on most uh, Instagram, Facebook, etc. Excellent. Right. All right, great. Thanks for Thank having you. us. Thank you. Thank you for coming in. It was so nice Thank you. Thank you very much. You. All, All right, right, Serena. Serena. We're back to you. Yes. What do you got there, Serena? So what is we that? have our Irish meal mug. So if you guys want to grab one, they're just there at the end of the David, table. over there. She's not listening. No, that I'm, down? I'm, I'm reading. My life. <laughs> can, you, can you talk a little about the distilling process? I'm not sure everybody – I don't even know really how whiskey's made. So we use, so the three whiskies that I was talking about, the pot still, the grain and malt, we use malted and unmalted barley. And that gives us a mixture for Irish whiskies. And it Mm. actually has a great story behind it. So when we were ruled by the English, they started taxing our malted barley. So then we decided that we didn't want to pay these full taxes and we were going to use unmalted barley as well to cut it in half. And the mixture of malted and unmalted barley, when they blend together, that's what gives us our pot still whiskey. So Irish whiskey wouldn't be what it is today if that tax was never induced years ago. Interesting. Um, so yeah, so if you guys try this Irish whiskey mule, yes. um, so again, this is with our lime juice, ginger beer, really refreshing for a Paddy's Day. And I'd like to do an Irish toast with you guys if you guys want to speak some Irish with me. Okay, I don't want to speak Irish. <laughs> oh, I do. I think you're going to give it a go. go. Yeah. He really wants to and I so really don't. If we, 
you raise a glass uh-huh. and you say Cade Mila Falcher wrote. Cade Mila Falcher wrote. And that means 100,000 welcomes upon you. Oh, that's a nice thing. So, to say. yeah, in Ireland, we always like to, when we're drinking our whiskey, we like to do a toast. So, well done. That was a very good pronunciation. Well, oh, please, know, don't help me. Seriously. <laughs> I'm Irish by way uh, yeah, of Slovakia. Definitely. <laughs> and I also have a present for you guys as well. So, these are Irish Bibles. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Um, so this is why a lot of Irish people are always uh, turning to the Bible and having a good read. <laughs> and there's a flask inside. Yeah, exactly. Oh, is that fabulous? <laughs> I love you know, you you realize you're 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 you know you're you're fertilizing a stereotype. Let's put I it am. that way. Yeah, the stereotype <laughs> okay. is here. The Irish whiskey ambassador coming over to America talking Excellent. about whiskey. Thank you very much. Yeah. Are you making one more cocktail? Yeah, so I'll be making? making one more cocktail with a brand new drink that launched this time last year. So I'm really excited for you guys to try it. Um, and cool. it's also part of our new campaign, The Beauty of the Blend. Um, so that's a new campaign where we blend our Irish whiskey together. So we believe in the blending of different cultures together. So we think the world would be a pretty boring place if we didn't blend cultures. We wouldn't have the nice food that's here today. Exactly. We wouldn't have the nice drinks. We wouldn't have the nice music. So this drink basically just pays homage to the blending of cultures and the way that we blend our Irish whiskey together. That's nice. That's what we call our children, the beauty of the blend. <laughs> I like it. Let's blend some more. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Jeff Dawson and Peter Bain. These guys are the entrepreneur's entrepreneur. Am I right? Absolutely. They, yeah, we're working they on are. <laughs> so, so they took a location. The location of Smoked and Stacked is a... I mean, okay, you're they, starting like at the end wait, of wait, the wait, story. Wait, 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 wait. But they're, they're, they've created something called... Uh, your your company's called Tin Shop, but they've created something called Tall Boy down on 9th Street that is going to change that neighborhood. Why don't you do a little bit about your background? Yeah, I think we should we'll start with that. Tin Shop because you guys have a really put out a lot of really interesting properties in the D.C. market. Sure. So Peter and I met when um, I bought my neighborhood bar, uh, the bar I grew up in, uh, Nanny O'Brien's, where we sell an awful lot of Irish whiskey, by the way. Um, And uh, Peter uh, sort of... Do you um, sell Serena's Irish whiskey? Absolutely. Okay, good. Just making sure. Yeah, by the wheelbarrow full. Okay. Um, And Peter conveyed with the sale, so we... um, (laughs) Lucky for him. Um, then he, he ran Bedrock Billiards and then helped me open Penn Social, and um, that worked great. And then we partnered up and formed Tin Shop, mm-hmm. and since then we've opened Highline and uh, Crystal City. Right. Uh, HQ2, which is, you know, we knew all along that was coming. Um, yep. Yeah. yeah, right? You guys, you <laughs> yeah. saw it. You saw yeah. it. You had vision. Uh, Lucky the Irish. Right. right. And uh, um, Franklin Hall. Right um, over Fourteenth um, and Florida, Florida, sure. And Church I walk Hall, by it like three times a week. And, well, walk, hook a left and walk in. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hook the other left because I go to three hundred five. Are you <laughs> hooking downtown? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that um, place is always busy. Yes. Always busy. Yes, it's that. That really is the perfect location, mm-hmm. and the business that we put in there is really aimed to to you know let people get what they want to uh, get up and get their own drinks at the bar to order food at a window. Um, mm-hmm. Pick it up when it's hot and ready to go. That's sort of your thing. Everything's very easy going with you. That's my life. Yeah. Right. Well, we, like, we, we, like, sauce. we like to do a lot of research and go out and check out different bars, and we always kind of find pain points of like, wow, we just want to drink. Why can't we make this faster? Really give my so, wife right. one of as we're kind of you know going through and checking out places, we're like, oh, how do we how do we do this better? How do we right. how do we create the next bar that we build to to make sure we can streamline service and. Because Maybe they're all a little different, right? They're all a little like different. They're, they're, they're all they differently branded. Right. They're all large format neighborhood bars, sort of. Mm-hmm. So you can but there's fit nothing um, intimidating about any. I mean, you can just walk in. It's 
real easy going. Absolutely. We try to make it as easy as possible to order food, to order beer, to get whatever you want, to invite 20 of your friends there and to be able to have a spot to go sit. And Mm -hmm. whether it's for a party or to watch a sport event or a political event or whatever. You just want to be sort of the neighborhood go-to for that. the neighborhood go-to spot. And we Mm -hmm. kind of, we recognize, especially with Franklin Hall, that there's a need for a bigger space in that neighborhood where you could have that party of 20, 25 people and get in easily. I think when you think of 14th Street, just because we're talking about Franklin mm-hmm. Hall, you think, oh my God, there's so many restaurants on 14th Street, but there's it's like not an a open lot of food mall. But it's not a there's not a <laughs> lot of bars. There's not a lot of places where people can just sort of hang out. Yep. Right. So yep. it's it's really smart, and I'm sure that's why you guys. It's are great for us. We time. like to be around some of more of the higher end restaurants because everybody's waiting in line, or you sure. want to you want to meet with your friends at that easy to get into you know pre dinner drinks or you know oh, post right, dinner drinks. Right around the corner and, from Maiden. Yeah, well, exactly. so we yeah we, we we made her open there once yeah. we had the bar open. <laughs> right, right, right. You should open here and yeah. build a really small bar. Oh my God, Rose yeah. is absolutely she's fabulous. Fabulous, she's yes. DC's best. I, I, I love her and what she does. Mm-hmm. Shameless plug <laughs> for Rose. Okay, so now let's talk about Tallboy. What is what was the design behind this concept? And were you already in that space? Were you a part of Smoked and Stacked? How did that all work? So we were we opened Smoked and Stacked with Marjorie <laughs> with Marge. Bradley, who was uh, our chef at Ripple. And mm-hmm. at Ripple, um, you know, she had her. Uh, That's where we first met you, right? At Ripple. Yes. I think. Yes. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she, you know, her her pastrami uh, sandwich, which she had on Top Chef, um, was so fabulous. And, and when, when Ripple was sort of winding down and she left, we opened, smoked, and stacked and figured we'd take that great food and put it into a fast, casual format and mm-hmm. see if it could, could make it. Great place, great food, wrong location. Tough um, location. Not enough office. And, and we knew it would be tough, but... You know, we gave it gave gave it a shot. And for people um, who don't know, it's in the Shaw neighborhood. Uh, smoked and stacked uh, is almost. It feels like it's in the convention center space, but it's not in. You can't right. get to it from the convention it's center. It's in the format. It's it, in, in the footprint with of the like the convention center. Right. I mean, like, it's it's how like is there not a doorway. <laughs> Does that, that still we show? Show? Or is We're, we're chipping away. We want to, we would still love to serve inside. Mm-hmm. I mean, right? Why wouldn't you? That makes uh, all the sense in the world. I think Aramark has that locked up. Yeah, we should talk after the show. Yeah, we should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's great, and and uh, they're they're great partners. Um, they've treated us very well, mm-hmm. and um, you know we just love the location. Our our office happens to be across the street, so it's an mm-hmm. easy one for us to do. Okay. Um, to keep an eye on and and to be creative. You know, we run. You know, we find something cool. We run across the street. We hold it up against the wall. We bought. What did we buy? Fifteen hundred old beer cans. Yes, uh, maybe two thousand beer cans. Wait a minute, what'd wait, you pay wait. for them? I have a collection. You got a collection? Uh, we do have bulk a lot of discount, beers. right? Yeah, yeah. Was, well, we, we got a couple of great deals. Um, yeah, and uh, so we're using those for decorating um, mm-hmm. old beer trays too. Um, but basically, what we're opening is a neighborhood bar, grilled, great grilled cheese, wings, and cans of beer, as well as beer on on tap. I mm-hmm. think we need to talk about Tall Boy specifically because I don't think a lot of people. Nikki said to me, "Did you know what a Tall Boy was?" And I said, "I mean, I wasn't being facetious. As like, a I don't veteran think every... beer drinker, right. I did. I don't think everybody knows. <laughs> well, what a tall boy I is. I had just assumed that everybody knew what it was, but then we had a couple of people in our office that said, "You know, are you sure everybody knows what Tall Boy so is?" So tell them what a Tall, tall boy, boy is. So yeah, Tall Boy is a large format beer, sixteen to twenty-two ounces. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's can also can only. Can only. Mm-hmm. Um, because Lord, you know, there's a lot of 
large format bottles now that are available. That's right. right. You know? It keeps getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. You get into those crowlers. I right. mean, those, those giant, what, 36 ounce. Exactly. Uh, yeah, you might as well yeah. just put your lips on a I mean, keg. And... We do yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a plan. As well. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, my eyes lit up when I first saw it. It was just a challenge accepted, but <laughs> 16 ounces is more reasonable. <laughs> All right. Um, you know what? We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about sort of your beer program, what you'll be doing, and the food and the space because it's smaller than your other spaces. That's it's, right. It's yes, not it a huge is. Yeah, form, it's teeny. Uh, it's right? teeny. Right. Okay, this is David and, I'm and Nikki eat a Nellis. Wing. David right. is going to eat a wing. We'll be right back. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. I just want to, before we get back to the show, thank our sponsors, mm. the folks at ProFish, Ivy City Smokehouse, great food. I just had dinner there. Mm-hmm. Uh, meat Crafters and Central Farm Markets. If you're not a sponsor, you should be. Contact Nikki. We have a whole new program that's laden with Wait, promotional why are they value. Contacting me? They're well, going to contact you. Yeah, but how are they going to contact me? They don't know who I am. They Nobody, don't have no, any... that's true. Nobody knows who yeah, you are. Yeah, that's, that's right. Except okay. you do, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so. God. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff and. I think somebody took like a little blue pill. No, no, today. listen. Like, you can yeah, still you can there? still be a, a senior citizen and horny. I just, you know, it's just how it is. All right, so boys, uh, Jeff and Peter, let's get back. I was asking you who does the cooking. So uh, yeah, so we're having Dave Myers, our uh, chef, who's been with us uh, for several years now. He did mm-hmm. Franklin Hall and Church Hall. He's got a lot of barbecue experience behind him. So we just uh, locked him in the kitchen and said, Do you know, it. yeah, get this, find out. We gave him a ton of recipes to work with and mm-hmm. tweak it to make it work. And so everything's be- getting made fresh there. And So using- why wings and grilled cheese? Why go? Why not? Well, no, I mean, I, I like question. it, but like grilled cheese is, I mean, wings I totally get, but grilled cheese? Perfection. Right. Well, I not mean, only that, but these are not just your your grandma's grilled flat, gross grilled cheese. Right. Well, okay, are... my grandmother made amazing grilled cheeses. Your grandmother so... made bad brisket, though. I'll <laughs> tell you that. That is true. Talk so, about the grilled cheese. I was talking because... about the other grandma. We had anyway. at Ripple late night. Uh, you know, when the kitchen closed, we well, couldn't do anything. Well, you also had an anything. amazing cheese program at Ripple. Well, I mean, yes, and we can get amazing cheese anywhere. Um, so it's uh, we we basically took that concept of having great grilled cheese sandwiches that Marjorie mm-hmm. developed there and. You know, it was, was just, you know, people would come in and they would see that the kitchen was closed and they'd get a grilled cheese cooked there right behind the bar. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people walked away with a smile. Sure. And so we figured, let's see, let's do the wings, grilled cheese, beer. What are there different kinds of grilled cheeses? Or yeah, just absolutely. Like yeah. One thing that was important to us is, is that we love smoking, smoked and stacked. We were making the best pastrami in the city and we Without had to keep that pastrami mm-hmm. going and we had to keep that sandwich going. So we do have a smoked and stacked grilled cheese. On the menu, and we're making the exact really same pastrami. Healthy. That sounds like a healthy, oh, healthy is. sandwich. Well, you, my <laughs> question is, where is it? <laughs> You're gonna have to come on down. No, grilled cheese is Thursday. Like the thing when are you guys opening? So, grand opening is Thursday. This oh, Thursday. Excellent. So. Yeah, we're right there, right there at the finish line. Finish, but you're not going to be open during lunch details. hours, right? You're just in the evening. We're going to open up at 3 p.m. on the weekdays and noon on the weekends. Okay, for and those of you who like really early happy hour. Exactly. But you're open yeah. till like, like one. Is that right? Up until yeah, the max hours. So two a.m. and two three. The weekdays and three a.m. on the weekends. Damn. We're going to keep the kitchen open late as well because in the neighborhood, all the kitchens close around 10, 10:30. Right. So there's no late night food and a lot of industry people there. So we're going to be that go-to spot what for your late night munchies. How late will you be serving during the week? Uh, till 1 a.m. will be last call. Okay. Only, I only ask because, you know, there's not a lot of late night options during the week, especially mm-hmm. if you go to the theater. There's not a lot, a lot of places to go. Yep. If you see a show or anything like that anywhere around town, the kitchen's closed at 10 or 1030, and then you get out at like 
10, 15, and you're like, oh, my God, will you please right. stay Run. over? Exactly. You know Run. what I mean? I think more importantly, our son Sam is the AGM at uh, All Purpose across the street, and they oh, close. Fantastic. They're done at, I think your kitchen closes at 10, so he can roll exactly. across the street. He can come <laughs> right across the street. And and first grilled cheese. Guys. Yeah. First grilled cheese is on the house. Yeah. Right. I'll tell him. He's cheap, like his father. <laughs> I think he would really have a problem with that remark. Well, um, <laughs> yes, go ahead. Well, that I mean, that, that's one of the things we love. We're surrounded by great restaurants there. Mm -hmm. And so being something that's a little more mainstream and a little Different. more approachable. Mm -hmm. um, At that is time kind of the, the evening, plan. what else do you want to eat? You don't exactly. want fancy schmancy. Well, so. and I think you guys really also have it right. Like before you go to one of those restaurants for dinner or after you go to one of those restaurants for dinner, like it's great. Not that you can't have dinner there, but you know, you really have this opportunity to, you sort of fit a niche for people who are going out for other reasons. Right. And one of the other things I, want, I wanted to make sure we mention is that we've got a sandwich on here where we're donating a, a portion of it to so others may eat. Mm, um, Jeff fun. and I had a, a, a dear friend, Tom Marmet, who um, uh, was was killed by a stray bullet uh, last October, uh, very sadly, who uh, oh, yes. worked at Ripple. And, of course. And uh, had just graduated college. And, and he was, was working a social there. worker, and he was working at So Others May Eat. And... Mm -hmm. um, his father's challenged everybody to continue Tom's mission to support so others may eat. And it's so little. It's the, our first step in kind of in, engaging with charities with all of our businesses as we're growing. So we have a sandwich on there called the Tom and Cheese, which is the classic tomato and cheese sandwich with a little dipper of uh, smoked tomato soup. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll be donating twenty five percent of that for the you know the life of the business. Do you have so that info eat. on the list? No, but I will. All right, yeah, check the list for all the info. We should probably put uh, Psalms, uh, uh web address on there too. Absolutely, Absolutely. yeah. Okay, it's nice. a great organization. All right, tell great everybody organization. where Tallboy is. Tallboy is at twelve thirty nine Ninth Street in Shaw, right at the back of the convention center. Opening on Thursday. And Opening this is on an Thursday. unsolicited testimonial. If you like wings, you're gonna like these wings. They're good. <laughs> That's right. With all their sauces. And I'm sure I'd like to. Grilled cheese if you actually have brought one. Oh. They, just, they just don't travel. Day, I'm, just, I'm, I'm enjoying it vicariously. Yeah. All right, so let's go back to Serena. So is this the kind of distillery where you guys do tours and there's a tasting room and all of that? Or so no? we have a visitor center in Tullamore, so you can visit the visitor center whenever you want, but with the distillery, you have to be referred from either an ambassador, which would be myself, mm -hmm. or anyone that's in the same kind of industry. So... I can give you guys my Instagram handle and then if any of you guys are heading to Tullamore and that you really want to go to the distillery because it is absolutely gorgeous. It was opened in 2017. It looks like something from the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It's huge. It's employed so many people in Ireland and it's literally the heart and soul of Tullamore. So definitely send me a little message on my Tullamore Do Serena account and mm -hmm. I'll be able to try and hook you up and with the distillery tour. You always say I'm shaped like an Oompa Loompa. So <laughs> maybe we'll go. Yeah, you'll see. I don't say that out loud. Thank yeah. you, Ambassador Hubbard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, I've thought it. Yeah. Um, so now... You brought in two different bottles yeah. today. So what's the difference between the two? Perfect. So the first one that I spoke about is our original Tullamore Deuce. This is the one with the green label. So again, mm -hmm. it's the power of three. We triple distill it, triple blend, and triple cask mature. And then this is our brand new baby. So it's a year old now. So this is our Tullamore Dew XO Caribbean rum cask finish. Okay. Um, so for an Irish whiskey, a lot of people find that it's quite strange that we finish it in a Caribbean rum cask. 
Um, but as I was saying about the Beauty of Blend campaign, a lot of Irish were sent to the Caribbean in the 17th century. Um, and instead of them having an awful time, they actually ended up having a great old time. Probably the first time they saw sun in years. Right. So decided to stay in the Caribbean. She's like, of course. Yeah, we exactly. We the Caribbean yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. Like, yes. um, so we finish it in Demerara rum casks from Guyana. So this is, if you think, like that really dark Demerara sweet rum. So the finish on this whiskey, you're going to get a lot of kind of vanilla undertones, pineapple, banana. It's an absolutely gorgeous drink. You were saying the original Tullamore Dew is really smooth. Mm-hmm. This, I find, is even smoother with the Demerara finish. Cool. Um, and the next cocktail that I want you guys to try is um, rightly named the Irish Sunburn. Um, okay. So I think with the weather, since that we're meant to get a snowstorm tonight, this is something that's going to kind of brighten up the studio a little bit. I love it. So this is the Tullamore Dew Caribbean Rum Cask finish. We put a bit of coconut water, pineapple juice, bitters, and we mix it together and pour it in a highball glass on ice, and it's really refreshing. I'm sure Alexander Hamilton was drinking this too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Wherever he you can was. have a little fruity. We've got a little umbrella in it there because a lot of Irish people need umbrellas when the sun finally comes out. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. It's definitely very refreshing. Excellent. Okay, and so are you going to be doing a lot of events around D.C. for St. Patrick's Day? I will not, unfortunately, be around D.C., but I will be here after March. Mm-hmm. Um, so any events or any restaurants, bars, anything like that, again, I'm going to give my details. If you send me a message... I will well, do everything I can to Well, if you provide Nikki with the information, yeah. she'll put it on the list. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Just anybody who's anybody will be yeah. reading it, of course. Any excuse to come back to D.C. as well. I absolutely adore it here. Excellent. All right, cool. All right great. Thank you no so worries. much. Tell everybody where they can find you online and socially. Yeah, so, so um, com. really simple. And then if you want to contact me directly, it's Serena. Um, so you just follow me on Instagram, send me a message, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. But definitely for distillery tours, I'll be able to hook you guys up. Excellent. All right. All right. Well, so this was thank a you so much. great show. It was. <laughs> so, I mean, anything you want to know about Tallboy or Tullamore or the... Fairfax City Restaurant Week. Grapes of Spain or yes. Fairfax City Restaurant Week. It's all on the list, are you on it, dot com. Mm-hmm. Follow Nikki on Instagram and Facebook and with Twitter and mm-hmm. all of the places you can't follow me. And where? Oh, and listen to her every week at uh, 1240 on WTOP to find out what's happening right now. Yes. And so we want to thank all of our guests in studio today. If you're watching us on Facebook Live, you can see we have a really full studio with lots of amazing food and lots of fun. No one is sober. (laughs) Well, I'm sober, but um, a lot of people in here may not be. Uh, But we get to have so much fun here every week. And if you didn't get to catch the whole show or watch it on Facebook Live, you can certainly download the show by going to federalnewsradio.com or going to the list you on it.com and you can listen to the show as a podcast also we do have another show called industry night it's um out of the line hotel on full service radio that's a deeper dive show we talk with people within the industry obviously it's called industry night uh tomorrow's show is going to be fabulous you can tune in live at fullserviceradio.org at 5 p.m or of course download the show as well as a podcast again i want to thank all the people in studio today for joining us next week we have andrew dana coming in from call your mother you've been hearing about those bagels bagels we're, we're gonna be having them in studio I'll be here. thank you again for joining us today and everybody please have a delicious week 